0: came out with i can't remember what update they came out with and you had like neon like you know blue like torches and stuff and i made did i made i'm pretty sure i made the den of sim i made the den of sim it was like a nightclub
1: <laughs> Dude. this is no actual affiliation to me this is what this is this is exactly like when when i tell people it's a false narrative painted against me this is what happens, and then people take it at face value. Welcome to the party. We are looking for more your podcast for all things gaming, with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I am your host, Samorg. I'm returning today with our party member, your and Herald, Daedalus hello everyone and also oh we don't have anyone else where's the where's the button i need oh with an audience oh i'm gonna get the sound effects eventually and throw them into my go xlr and then moments like that will be just primed for perfection but one thing at a time before we dig in everybody uh gotta give a big shout out to all the supporters here on twitch over on youtube uh you know, Thank you so much for keeping this party's bags-packed provision stocked for all our ventures here on this podcast show. Speaking of which, if you'd like to show us some love, you can go on over to uh, Spotify, iTunes, all the places this podcast is at. Give us a review, leave a comment, and if you do, we'll read it live here on the show. Um, we are here for episode 95, y'all. 95, we're slowly but surely trucking along, getting much closer to... Well, 100 episodes, I suppose, which, by the way, I've got something planned. I'm going to give this podcast a facelift. It's a good thing we do every couple weeks or so because that helps give me a little bit more time to prepare to get someone hired to do that. And it allows me to do even more sponsorships and stuff like that so I can get the funds together to do that, too, which is good. So when you all see me doing Boy, stuff. We
0: need, we need the merch out there, too, man. i think the merch. <sighs>
1: We do, actually. It's just part of the reason I'm waiting to get some some stuff and things for this show. But why don't we catch up? It's been two weeks since the last one, right? Indeed. We're like clockwork now. But the next uh, month probably are going to be a little... We'll see. But I was talking yep. to Daedalus where we might try to squeeze in a show on the 23rd um, of this month, March, which which, by the way, I will be gone, but I might be trying to get some podcasting in then. So we'll play it by ear. We'll let you know in the Discord, which you can join discord.gg forward slash some Okay, so what you been up to since last time, homie? We got a few things to talk about today, more than a few
0: well i kind of slightly no life hogwarts legacy so my first playthrough i'm at 99 on like all the stuff and things mm. um but Damn. yeah love love the heck out of that game can't wait to play it again um on a different house likely Jeez. it's going to be the goody guys i'm gonna go a little <laughs> gryffindor action nice um but i did do ravenclaw first playthrough but yeah okay. i love the story i mean did every possible quest. So I'm I'm nearly there. I think got maybe one more to do actually. Uh-huh. Um but uh but yeah it, it it was it's such a great world. I know we're talking about it later so I'm not gonna kind of jump into that now but I'm really loving that. I've been catching up on like shows and whatnot. So Last of Us, mm. um Willow mm. uh you know Quantum Leap just about uh yeah so just all sorts of good stuff and things you know just nerding out to the normal agenda that we we do on this show
1: yeah well i am happy to announce that i am real close i'm, I'm like a week and a half rough well roughly i'm i i'm within the two-week window of being done with the manuscript oh shit bro
0: i am so excited i am so excited to get into that story man i have not had anything good to read for a long ass time, so I'm looking forward to. It.
1: Oh man, I was talking about this earlier, but I didn't spoil it too much. So you know what I've been trying to do. Um, oh, it's probably a good opportunity to talk about it, right? If anybody's interested in it, there's a command in chat exclamation TMC. You can go to the masterscore.com. The website itself has not got a whole lot right now, and that's on purpose. You'll see. You'll see some things popping up there around the time Kickstarter launches because I'm going to do a Kickstarter for the book just to basically grow the audience around it to pull in people that, you know, want to want to check out a new fantasy story and world and all that jazz. Um, I'm on the first one. Well, it's going to I don't know how many books it's going to be. Honestly, it's it's I'm in it for the long haul and it's probably going to be a while. I mean, you're looking at books for the next 10 years, probably on and off. Um, I'm looking at it though. I think I might be able to swing getting a book out in less than every year. Probably. Um, it seems pretty feasible to me to do that. I could probably do, I think it's possible that I could easily knock one out every six months, but I'm going to probably say nine to 12 is pretty much the, 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 the very likely scenario. And it gives Mm -hmm. me a, a little bit of time to sort of like have a little bit of downtime work on artwork work on side story stuff I can put up and share with people um but I gotta tell you dude I've been I I don't know if a lot of writers do this but there's something I think I'm trying to do especially as I come back through to do the edits initially which will be before you get it to read it because by the way Daedalus is one of my beta readers so There's about six people that are going to be doing that um, and providing me feedback and helping me make sure it's the best the book can be for the first shot. But first of all, homie, this book is going to be bigger than I thought it was going to be because I realize as I'm going through it, everything I need to be there is there, but I feel like I'm, I almost feel like it's a little rushed if I don't elaborate just a little bit more in certain areas in terms of like letting relationships build a little bit more, uh, elaborating on the environment and things like that. So I'm, I'm trying to like do what method actors do. And I don't know if this is something writers do, but I feel like it's going to be important for me to do. And that's like, you know, basically getting into this, you know, when you, when I go back through and I'm like writing for the characters, I feel like I need to like actually try to like be them, you know what I mean? And like, do that, so that's something I'm trying to do, and like incorporate into writing more. But I got to tell you, I had a point. And this is a bit of a tease. Yesterday, where I'm not going to say anything about it, but it's kind of a big moment in the book. One of them, one of the bigger moments, right? And it's one that, like, as I like got it out, I was like, "Damn!" Like it felt. It was another one of those moments. Where I was like, "Shit, man!" So that happened. So we're there now and moving forward. But this is where it all starts to ramp up. You know, like this is sort of at the clock is ticking moment. And it's like we got to, you know, not for me writing, but like the clock is ticking in the book. Like you got to get on it, guys, because if you don't, it's about to hit the fan. So this is it. It's do or die. And that's where I'm at now. So this is like probably the more exciting part of the book. So I'm like, oh, shit, I'm actually at that home stretch area. So, getting there, man. Yeah. Well, if you have it time before ah, I Jesus. go
0: overseas for work, I'll I'll be reading it on the plane. So. I
1: mean, yeah, I'm looking at uh, it probably end of the month-ish. I don't know exactly when, early April. Okay. Yeah, I just got to get the edit done and then I'm getting it in the hands. So I'm going to try my best to get it done before the end of the month, though. So anyway, enough oh. about that. The point is, though, is that's bi- basically if you can't tell – it's my life right now. Like I'm, I'm like waking up in that world, going to sleep, waking up in that world. I'm sleeping good though, man. Like I got to tell you the way I'm this kind of level of writing, like putting this much into every day drains like, it, cause you're just like constantly in this space of like, you know, Here's what it looks like with where I'm at right now. Here's what things sound like with where I'm at. Here's how people are talking. Here's how they emotionally are. And it's like, it drains you when you write on that, like that heavily. So it's, it's like really awesome. But also, man, I'm getting the best sleep I've had in years.
0: Oh, nice.
1: <laughs> I'm, waking, I'm getting like 10 hours in and I'm like, God, that was nice. Waking up and going, let me get some coffee. Slept freaking long and hard. That was great. Um, so anyway, but it means I don't hang out with people very often right now. So on days like today, let's talk about some shit, shall we? Show sure enough. Amazon's got their ha- their hands. They, you know, they've been, they, they are the publisher for, uh, Lost Ark. They got their hands on that other game. What's that other MMO called? Throne in Liberty, I think? Throne Thrown
0: in Liberty, yeah.
1: Yeah, which, if I'm not mistaken, that is supposed to be the spiritual pre- predecessor for Lineage. Am I right? I believe it's Lineage. So if you're into games like Ashes of Creation, which is in development, that could be relevant if you kind of want to get an idea about, loosely, some influences for Ashes, because the CEO, creative director for that game... Um, at Intrepid Studios, Stephen Sharif, he's, he's all about lineage too. He played the shit out of lineage. So, um, there's, there's that. Um, I, I oopsie, I didn't, I didn't watch Hollow Willow. I'm sorry. I tried. Uh, I tried. I just have not. That's the one I need to finish going through. I and
0: I mean, if you choke down ring of power, I am mean, like, I'm a little God. disappointed you haven't. I Willow wasn't. is like, it's like, it gives you the energy that rings of power sucks out of you with its terribleness.
1: <laughs> to be fair to be fair um <sighs> i forced myself through the rings of power and there wasn't anything like willow that was an alternative at the time and it yeah. was for content so i don't know if i can say it in my defense but but i did enjoy something else because I didn't have to be in front of a TV. There's only one TV in the house where I can do the Disney Plus thing. And it's downstairs. And, and usually by the time I'm done, at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want to lay down. Hmm. So that, that's literally the only thing. That's the only reason I barely squeeze in Picard. But Star Trek Picard, it is strange, dude. I, it's not even on our list to talk about. But Picard is was weird kind of to me. Like, I watched it the mm-hmm. mm-hmm. first two seasons, but it didn't feel Next Generation at all. It just felt like... I,
0: I mean, couldn't... if I had to judge it, the second season I liked better, but it's like... Yeah. The plot device was, like, kind of my jam with what yeah. they did. But the first season, I was like, I wasn't sure yeah. where it was really going. Yeah. And, you know, and all of that. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that for the first two seasons, for sure.
1: Like like it's pet it's it's Jean-Luc Picard so I'm gonna watch it it's it's basically it's Star Trek and it's the characters in Star Trek I've loved the most so I'm gonna watch it but it didn't ever feel like it was the next generation if that makes sense Mm. like it didn't even really feel like it just felt like this almost like alternate reality sort of thing where I'm enjoying a story about what's going on. In season 2, I enjoyed it a little more and it was fun to hear the see the throwbacks to like Star Trek 4, the movie with the original crew and the guy in the bus and all that. Like that stuff was kind of fun, but also we're just going back in time and doing a lot of the same stuff, but I could dig it because it was Borg stuff. Cuz I love the Borg stuff in Q. Yeah, oh good. q's good too yeah that so that was way more the first season i was like eh, i don't know i guess I, it, was,
0: it was it was getting back into that vibe it wasn't all the way there but it was like yeah that vibe light
1: yeah but now i can appreciate season one and season two because it gives you character background and a relationship builds for you because season three i'm two episodes in on that the f- I think the third episode's tonight, actually.
0: Yeah, the third episode, yeah. I might go
1: yeah. watch that, actually. Tonight you, got that on my,
0: you got that on my list.
1: I might actually, you know what? I might tonight be able to squeeze that in and knock out some Willow episodes because I've got the time to do it. So, you know what, I'm going to do it. Um, but I got to tell you, season three of Picard, it feels next generation now. Like, it actually does. Yeah. Like, the music, the people yeah I, i'm pretty stoked about this and oh amanda Plummer, man as vatic oh my god i love her evil ass character like oh my but also like what the hell is going on we need to i'm ready to find out
0: yeah how exactly. we got there, here there's, there's a lot under the surface there and that and honestly it's like from a nostalgia perspective, like seeing all those old characters, I know they they did that in season two, like you got like Riker and Deanna and so on, but probably one of my like favorite characters in the show and probably didn't get as much as the, like some of the other characters was uh, Gates McFadden, Dr. Crusher. Absolutely. And I, I got literal chills in the pilot, literal chills in the pilot when she, yes like had that whole scene it was just it was like perfect it was perfect so it's yeah. a perfect setup for God. that so yeah definitely like if you're a tng fan mm-hmm. i mean i obviously we don't have all the episodes yet but no. I like what i've seen so far it's setting it up really well yeah and I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but there's a character there. I literally want to punch in the face, but we all know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Like repeatedly.
1: You're like, like dude, I'm going <laughs>
0: to stop a minute. Then like, you know, get a read from the yard and just like <laughs> beat his ass again.
1: But, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. who the f- Do you think you are talking about boys and gals like this, man? Huh? Oh, it
0: just, it just got me gum. Got me so angry. It just got me so yes. angry. They're better than you for invested. a reason.
1: Yeah. But I kind of wonder if his character might end up getting, like, a redemption. Like, I'm wondering if, like, because uh, I'm just going to say, if you if you haven't watched the first two episodes, um, plug up your ears before you see me give a thumbs up, because this is going to spoil right now. Okay, three, two, one. I fucking knew that was his kid. I literally fucking knew that was yeah, his I kid. Yeah, I mean, that, that was clear, like, yeah. Uh, but- but can we, they picked a good dude to play that too. Have you seen him? He was in Aragon, right?
0: Did you? I'm pretty sure he was in Star Trek TNG as well. Really? Yeah, I have to look because I saw a video. I didn't actually oh my click God. on it. But I'm pretty sure, and someone fact check me, but I'm pretty sure he played. Um, he played when Picard went back to his vineyard. He played um, I believe it was his maybe his nephew. nephew? Or, uh,
1: yeah, I believe. You really? So. Oh wow, I'll have to look and see. So I'll,
0: you... I'll have to look because mm-hmm. again, it might have been just clickbait, because I didn't actually see the video, but I'm yeah. pretty sure he was part of the original.
1: So, so I've seen I'm him play him. I've seen him play a heroic character, and I've seen him play a downright nasty villain character. He is the rapist scoundrel in Outlander series. Mm-hmm. And oh, I
0: have to see Outlander.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's uh fourth season. It's when, it, this isn't going to mean anything to you right now, but it's when the daughter goes there with them, and it's after she arrives. That'll make sense. But I'm not going to say anything more than that because that doesn't mean a damn thing to you until you actually watch it. Um, So he's the bad guy there and he's like the hero character when he was younger in Aragon, right? The dragon riding one. hmm so I was like, talk about picking the perfect guy to play the character who has the background that this guy does, and also can we get a hell yeah because War finally got to cut motherfucker's head off when he came out. I was like, oh my god, you're the handler, dude. Okay, thumbs up. We're gonna leave it there. I'm stoked about tonight's episode. I was like, we're getting to see the next generation characters <laughs> like uncensored now. <laughs> you know oh yeah I'm, I'm stoked i feel like picard's actually showing off the next generation crew like i would want to see him now so i'm pretty stoked to see how it all goes down anyway yeah i'm gonna catch up on willow quantum leap is definitely looking better than it did when it started out i agree i'm I'm good with it i'm actually enjoying it and i'm, and I'm pretty intrigued on where where it's going to go story wise
0: yeah i would say the i mean the last few episodes especially like yeah. there was one they did where they were in like a nuclear plant that whole plot device on what they did there i think mm. was fantastic it was it felt like it was classic quantum Leap uh as well in my opinion so i think it was it was really good
1: yeah i i do feel like i'm not going to say too much to spoil this one for anybody anybody because i can leave this alone right now um but i will just say that i i do feel like this was one of those shows where it starts out with them just getting their footing that's what it, that's what i think it was i th- i do think it was rushed a little bit fast in the beginning i would have liked to see more character development there but i do feel like we're getting some of that through him exploring his past and stuff and i think his partner even though i was kind of worried it was going to be too much about their relationship the dynamic of their relationship gives you the backstory in the greater picture so i'm actually kind of cool with that i I see why they went that way but yeah but i do still think it was rushed a little bit but it works it works now i'm good with it now i'm good with it now um the last of us oh god bless i love this show
0: yeah, I just I can't say enough good things about Pedro Pascal on that show. And obviously, I think the actress that plays Ellie is also yeah. really Bella good, Ramsey, too. Yeah. She captures the yeah She captures the character pretty well. And having played both Last of Us and Last of Us, too, I know they're kind of mixing some of the story a bit, like at least, yeah. uh, you know, from what I've seen with the latest episode and and i think they're doing they're definitely doing it justice because even though you know it's coming when it still happens like it's still like shocking
1: so Uh, yeah so both of them were in in game of thrones pedro pascal was in it and so was bella ramsey she was the little kid leader of like basically helping it towards the end or whatever but she was like little then so, yeah, they both were in Game of Thrones. But, dude, yeah, I liked her character then, too. By the way, if you haven't gone to the end of Game of Thrones and seen her, her young little character, freaking love her little character there. Um, and I'm really enjoying You know what they're doing really good in the show? Is that kid, She she raises my blood pressure because she walks around with the care in the world about the noise she's making. And this last episode was all of that to the nth degree, man. I was just like, Oh my God, dude, shut the fuck up. You guys shut up. You're going to wake the things. And, but yeah, they're doing good. Freaking loving that show. It can, I just say this year feels really good, man i've got some good games to play i got some good shows to watch thank you fuck i felt like we weren't gonna get any of that for a while dude
0: yeah and that and the fact that honestly like with last of us they have done the creatures so well like i remember the original game and clickers (laughs) and oh, i rage right, quit dude. the first time i played because i'm like i can't do this and then i came back i can't i came back and i like i took care of it but i remember those clickers those glow's clickers gave me fucking ptsd and then i saw it on the show i'm like really no not, not so early ease me into it ease me into it that and like yeah just some of the bigger dudes mm. that you see as well it's like again it's just that moment where you're like oh i remember that from the game and i just okay i'll be honest i shat myself and like <laughs> many points of that game i'm not a huge like horror fan but but i really like the characters in the story so i, I kept playing through yeah but definitely it was um it was uh they 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 did that well they captioned it well
1: you remember when the big dude came up out the ground, right? And he like did the thing.
0: Yes, exactly. And I was remembering like that <sighs> moment from the game when I first saw one of those. I was I had a sim moment. What? The?
1: <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. You saw that guy get his and spoiler alert when you saw that happen. I saw an article where someone was complaining about that. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? like he was they weren't big and bad enough i'm like he literally walked over and took pick the dude a grown-ass big man up and snapped its head off like it was a nothing little toy soldier you kidding me what do you mean there's not enough was, there uh, he d-
0: wasn't wasn't big enough what you want that dude to like step on a church in your town or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> godzilla or some shit man like <laughs> man dude but yeah it's good you know what i what i loved about uh i think it was was it the last episode was when they walked into the the american indian couple oh, i loved it dude i love that i was that like that was God. so
0: funny yeah i agree i mean yeah yeah i i love that
1: just the banter <laughs> she's like why didn't you shoot him guns all the way over there you're like like she doesn't care about it lady uh oh. yeah oh they were so good dude and then she like snatches the rabbits i mean it's total spoilers man just yeah that
0: was i was just thinking i was thinking that too she's like they, they have enough little rabbits. Klepto,
1: right like little klepto like put them back i guess she only ended up taking one right later she only
0: took one yeah she said i should have taken two
1: yeah i was like dude freaking little klepto
0: yeah yeah he was like you made them food you made them food hey while hungry,
1: <laughs> that was so good i was like i loved it man like those moments like this is good written this is a good written show right like it is i like it and I, i'm sorry man like i haven't even played the games but you could tell when you're giving good nods at the game and i can see that they're doing it i haven't even played it
0: oh yeah yeah it's definitely like i see what they're doing with it and I know we've had like many situations where they've created live action content from games and it's just garbage. Resident evil this series
1: is, on Netflix that got canceled for good reasons. Like this is a take anybody on Netflix that plans on like doing a, a adaptation off a video game. I'm just saying, like maybe you got to look at this as a good case study. Okay. Just
0: saying. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that they should look at this as a case study because it is totally, um, it totally nails the atmosphere, the character, yes,
1: um, everything. Yeah, like, are you telling me the truth? Yeah, are you oh, telling yeah, me the was, truth? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs>
0: that whole banter, like yeah, he's like, "Oh man, I uh, loved that, it. That's definitely a trust wall, a trust wall <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: there. She <laughs> <laughs> just, oh man, dude, I was like, what a good way to. It's just, I get, I get feels good off of that, and then every time it's over, I want to watch. You know, and you know what? There was another show that did that to me. It was House of the Dragon. Guess who made both of them? Well, the fucking HBO. That's who.
0: Dude, I need to watch House of the Dragon. I can't, i feel like oh. I've lived under a rock. I need to I need to watch that now.
1: Yeah, this is and this is I, I like it. You know what I mean? And this was one of the games like this is a thing, okay? I, I complained about their choices in the rings of power. And I talked to how they screwed up L. They did all this stuff. This was an example of where they, like, completely messed with, like, the race, essentially, and completely got it right, in my opinion, for an adaptation where you want to make a change. Because you made it meaningful, and you did it, in my opinion, you, you did it the right way, right? You did it in a cohesive way, in a way that makes sense, in a way that, like, is is uniform, like, to the world, right? Like, it, that to me worked. It worked well. It didn't even, and it didn't even make, it didn't, it didn't even impact me in any way, one way or the other, because the story was well done. And this is it. You got to have good writers, right? Do you know what, dude? What's that? was in dude. charge of writing the rings of power? Well, the showrunners were in charge ultimately of how that mess was written. Right. And the writing was horrible horrible in my opinion okay do you know there's another uh thing that has been teeter-tottering it hasn't come out yet and i think i found out why you know the kelvin timeline star Trek.
0: i was literally just waiting for this i'm like (laughs) why why did you do that to us i love that kelvin timeline
1: yeah do you know who wrote the script for the fourth one that hasn't even come out yet I do. It's the fucking showrunners of the rings of power, JD Payne and McKay. Those two jackasses are actually the ones who wrote it. There's a reason that thing hasn't even come out. Oh god, dude. I'm betting you money that's why they haven't even touched it yet.
0: Yeah, I I'm I'm not gonna say I'm even cautiously optimistic. I just all I can hear is you know woke factor
1: to 27.25 <sighs> dude you know there and i saw a uh, pine i think i saw i saw an article i'm going to link the yeah, article Chris
0: pine was like the movie's cursed yeah and he <laughs> talks
1: like, yeah he was like star trek's cursed, and i'm like it's you handed this off to these knuckleheads these yeah. guys cannot they cannot be in charge of writing they cannot be in charge of 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 show running you, you you, they are like the plague in my opinion anything attached to them i will never watch now ever yeah. unless i'm making videos about it that are going to do my youtube channel great because i'm bashing it uh rings of power for example okay cool but also yeah
0: i mean know. it's just, it's another example i mean again right we haven't i haven't seen or read the script clearly but i feel like if they're gonna go with what they know it's gonna be agenda over story yeah and, and and Star Trek has always been like story first and you know, and kind of bringing in that like that moral compass, whatever that is, like whatever they're trying to say, but it doesn't overpower the story. It tells a good story and provides a message and it's it's message over and and i I have a feeling what, what we're gonna hear a quote in the near future. Well, we decided to update Gene Roddenberry's vision for modern
1: oh, times. Oh my God, no. I hate Give to tell break. you this, but Star Trek is a show that's all about that in its core anyway. You don't need yeah. to do it.
0: Yeah, you don't need to force feed a no like a, a tube here, people.
1: It's literally the show that has always been about that progressive thing. Right. It's always been about like kind of breaking that mold or whatever. Like if you got to work to inject a diversity checklist in the Star Trek, you're already doing something wrong because you don't understand it to begin with. Right. Because inherently, it's all about like raising awareness around things. And if you can't do it in the Star Trek fashion, you don't understand it. So but I 100 percent agree. And I bet you money. That's exactly what that ridiculous script is.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that money Because like when, when i saw the like the other like kelvin timeline movies i loved every one of them i mean i thought mm-hmm. the casting was fantastic like across the board the story was good like especially into darkness <laughs> like what they did with that i mean i cannot tell you i lost count how many times as a kid i watched wrath of Khan. like literally oh, was the yeah. only i was i was in a summer in like washington state my dad was working like the rest of my family and I were just hanging out over the summer. And literally that's what we watched for the entire summer was Wrath of Khan over and over and over. And I love that movie and what they did in the story for into darkness was great. I love what they did. The casting was spot on with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh yeah. Everything. Oh yeah. Right. So take that vibe and turn it into another movie. Find another, I mean, I don't care, honestly, if they, Try to reimagine one of the other Star Trek movies like they did with Into Darkness. I think that would be great for them to do. Um, Just don't don't put agenda over story. That's all I ask.
1: Yeah, I'm like a big fan of three and four. And then because three is like basically, man, I actually know what I'm a I don't I don't care too much for the first one or the one with Spock's brother. Right. Those two are like, eh or whatever i mean they were kind of eh, they weren't bad i watch them i'll still watch them to watch them all in order but they weren't great mm-hmm. for me it was like two uh two because well no well no actually two was the ones so You had two which kind of like led into project genesis thing which catalyzed three and four right? And so you had three, which was basically when his son dies, and then four, and then, you know, because then then you also had uh, Spock sacrifices himself. Then four is like, you know, well, actually, no, two is the one where he sacrifices himself. Three, they find him on the planet. Four is, is when they return home when they gotta save everybody. And he's back, but he's like, he's him, but he's not really him. But, like, he's a really funny version of him, and there's a lot of really good comedy in there, especially between him and Bones. And then... When you get uh, the Final Frontier, that one. So those are the ones I like. Those are my favorite ones out of all of them. I know I jacked up the numbers for a minute there, but you guys that are Trekkies know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And I agree with you. This was alternate timeline stuff in the Kelvin timeline. And people who don't know this, when they did the Kelvin timeline, this wasn't like... Some people got like really up in arms about it, and they were like, this isn't even them. This isn't what they do. I'm like, you're not, I hate to say this, it means you're not as big of a Trekkie if you don't know what this is. It means you're not as big of a Trek nerd, because if you ever read or did any of that stuff with the Kelvin timeline outside of the movies, you'd know exactly what this is all about. This is the alternate timeline stuff. There was a whole bunch of stuff that was alternate timeline and there was things that Leonard Nemo was like had his hands in, which is probably why I had a big part in this stuff anyway. Um, you know? So I, I love the Kelvin timeline stuff and I freaking love into darkness. Cause it was like a whole different version of con, but like there was that same, like I'm better than you. I know better. I am better. And there's like the same level of, what links I'll go to in terms of annihilation to see my agenda see you know basically my people and get what I want with my people so yeah it was freaking awesome. I loved it <sighs> into the first oh, also JJ from getting his mysterious red ball and motif into the first movie <laughs> It's true yeah oh. We got to talk about this. I talked about it before. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 promo. Did you see it?
0: I did. Yeah, right before the podcast. So I love I love what they did with that. I love it. I really do. Chris Pratt
1: is fantastic. So I love it. And I'm looking forward to watching it. But it came under some heavy fire because of Nebula's character. Have you seen it? Yeah,
0: I, I have. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit. I ranted about it because I see what they're doing there, and I get it, too. ain't going to stop me from watching it, but I see what you're talking about, people, the ones that are, like, actually, like, up in arms about it because it is a drastic difference. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like it's a bit of that diversity checklist stuff. But am I going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, because it's funny as shit every time. And I expect it to be no different. But... We got to talk about game stuff. The name of today's show is Magi Legacy, which is just another way of saying it, a mages or spell chucker, wizard, witch, whatever you want to say. Yeah. They're already teasing a Hogwarts Legacy too, And their sales numbers in the first two weeks.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: I, I think at this point, they're probably beyond Elden Ring. I could be wrong, but I have a feeling they're probably beyond Elden Ring. I don't know if they'll hit the Skyrim mark for the first, I think, month is what they were looking at. But Hogwarts Legacy is uh, it's 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 clearly delivering like hardcore. Yeah, like they're teasing a whole second game, Hogwarts Legacy 2, but they do not have plans for a DLC per them. They do not have plans for any anything like that, but it's also not off the table, is what they said. So when would we get a Hogwarts Legacy if we're going to? How long would it take for them to do it? And would they fill Hogwarts Legacy 1 with anything to bridge the gap? And if so, here's a question I have for all of you that are fans of the game, playing it, looking forward to it. What would be a great bridge for that? What would be content that you might want to see if you played? I will admit I have not played enough yet to say what I think would be good content to add to it. Catch up with me in like April and I'll definitely put more hours in by then. But if they were doing a Hogwarts Legacy 2, what would be a good continuation? See, I can't answer this question. I haven't gotten through the main story yet. I can't.
0: I mean, I'm not saying story-wise yeah. because, well, yeah, definitely like chat, Quidditch, yes. Um, Ooh, okay. But I think they they should focus on a shared world with maybe a small co-op and have yeah. it be more... I, I Again, I don't want them to recreate Mass Effect in the Harry Potter universe, but right. I do feel like the sweet spot would be you like developing relationships with characters
1: mm-hmm. I
0: mean they did like they they do loyalty quests in the game, but it wasn't really like the same thing. I feel like if they take a page out of Biowares book you know before like pre andromeda um they <laughs> could do a they could do a great job of like really building out that relationship I mean they tried there was probably i would say a lot you know maybe one ish character because i don't think there was a, and a lot more than that most of it was more like you got to an acquaintance level with them but there's one character in particular that you are you do quite a bit with mm-hmm. um but others just they feel like window dressing it just doesn't feel as immersive like in terms of your relationship with them um and so I would like them to explore that a little bit more. Mm. That was probably if like I had to give any negative feedback. Okay. That was it. I mean, I, I think this, like, I'm not saying that, you know, that was bad, but I felt like there were some missed opportunities there that they okay. could address in a new game. And the other is just like a shared world, like an ability to play with your friends and say, okay, maths, maybe, I don't know, three people in a co-op. And they have like co-op missions you can go on or, you know, what quests you can go on and so on that would be something the the quidditch i think the only thing that i felt like would have held them back and um and and i think it was like the controls around the broom flight um particularly um uh, and i think that was probably Mm -hmm. why because i felt like that was maybe could have been fine tuned a little bit better um a good friend of mine and i were talking about it and and it was basically like, yeah, it wasn't zippy enough. I mean, the turns were still kind of, it, you turned wide, you couldn't really turn on a dime. Mm-hmm. So I think that that felt like that yeah, was off. Um, but yeah, I think that Quidditch would be one and others would be like a shared experience, like shared adventures with other people would be really good. I mean, I guess, honestly, like what, uh, what was it? Gotham Knights tried to do, but kind of didn't really do that well. Mm-hmm. Um i would like them to do like better and so i think those would be like the areas that i would focus on if they wanted to get an enhanced experience cuz i think the spell casting the combat that that was really super solid yeah. i mean the the quests were all like really rich the like even like the minor npcs were like it felt like they had character they really filled the world well i think that would be like where i would see them going with it um, cause I don't think they're, they're going to have an issue creating a good story. It's, it's going to be just those other details. Mm.
1: You know, I gotta say, dude, I was just, as we've been sitting here talking, I can't speak to story, right? Because I haven't played through, but I could see some things that potentially could bridge the gap. Quidditch I think would be good. Um, I also, so I agree with you all on that. I also think like, you know, the um little, what's it called? The little caster, battler, or whatever you go to their little club. Oh, crossed wands. Well, yeah. Crossed wands. You could probably fit that in the same area as Quidditch, but, and I don't have the room of requirement yet, but it seems like you can help animals and bring them there. So yeah. I, I think maybe what could be kind of cool is if, and this is something the Witcher did, but let's say, right. This could be kind of interesting. Let's say you chose because in the Witcher games, if you complete one, you can carry those settings to two and two to three. Right. So that when you get to certain prompts, it already knows what your decisions were in those periods and those other games. So what if I mean, you could maybe they add a new characters you could go out and find to put in your room requirement or items. That stuff is interesting. And what if you could carry that over into the next game? in a similar way to like your rumor requirement goes with you also what if you had like rankings that people could go check online or you could see the rankings right so people could go to like um quidditch or whatever and they could see who could get higher scores and then you could rank those people up and and that stuff could carry over with you a as live well.
0: quidditch game
1: i mean i think a there's live a live quidditch of game like, yeah yeah
0: there, i Tournament. Mean, i think you could yeah, you could do like honestly, you could do a Tri Wizards tournament too. Oh my God, uh, you know. Yeah, there's Dude. there's so much you can do with that. Like I again, yes. I I understand why they focused on the single player experience. Don't get me wrong. I think yes. it was definitely the right call. They built out enough of a rich world that they they nailed it. Um, I think now it's like, you know, whenever you have a you know a sequel, you want to level up. So I think the multiplayer aspect would be a level up, in my opinion. And I do agree, like, some sort of, like, battle, you know, where you're, like, fighting against, like, real human beings with, like, a whole, like, cross wands, and you have certain spells, maybe they, you know, ixnay on the dark arts, you can't, like, you know, one-shot kill people. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, okay, I got, I'm, I'm gonna save that for when you get to that. Um, but yeah, it, <laughs> wait what <laughs> i just, just I'm, i
1: just okay for, for <laughs> i
0: said anything Ixnay on the well, dark i do
1: day. know that you can kill things right because yeah it's dark i, I arc, do so, yeah. but
0: there's this yeah, it's, it's nice um oh my gosh. But anyway um yeah i i think that would be good to be able to kind of do something like that and again like i was saying i get try wizard tournament it would be great because they did oh they have certain puzzles in there that got kind of are nods to that Dude. Which I think are, is good, so yeah. There's just so much. Um, there's so much they can do. That's so, a really
1: it, good idea. The Try Wizard tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you can again. you and, <gasps> Okay, I'm not. I'm not an Souls-like. esports guy.
1: What souls like Try Wizard yes. tournament to where you go yeah. and you do it, but the conditions are different each time.
0: Yeah, you could do oh that. Oh my and god, dude! Honestly, like uh, what I would say even too is. Like, I'm not a, like, I'm not totally, like, into esports, but that could totally be, like, an esport as well. Oh, my right? God, you
1: dude. Have, oh. You just have, like,
0: ranking battles, and then ultimately, like, the true Triwizard Tournament is, like, you know, somebody from each house that gets into the, like, final thing. And again. That would be fantastic to do, like, oh, oh my like, God. and you could use, like, a series of challenges as well, like, I would love to see them do like puzzle solving and yeah, obviously combat and other things. Yeah. There's just so much. Yeah. Arthas right there. House wow, point, point system.
1: system.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, my so God. This, this feels like a gateway. Like now, like after playing it, it just totally feels like a gateway drug into a Harry Potter MMO. Oh,
1: I mean, I'm telling really, you it would be it, right. It
0: does. Yeah, it totally is.
1: I'd play the shit out of that, by the way, right next to ashes. Not you going to lie, man. I'd play that shit
0: yeah yeah i i would um i would as well i'm pretty sure i would uh take my standard four hours of sleep and drop it down to a whopping one if i can (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <Do that. laughs> you ima- dude could you imagine picking a picking your house like you do in the wizarding world if you go to their website do you a lot of stuff right and you have your wizard your wizarding world like your house your, you know chosen but then like your points in like these like let's say any of these were to happen and you ranked or whatever and these points were to count towards your overall bigger house and then you could see like which houses are fighting and like oh you know we could beat the houses and you got like this real world competition against different houses all based on like your in-game merit and contributions Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool that would be so sick you know it's like this is like what you i'm not gonna say we need it but like a perfect opportunity man we we want good games where you just give us an honest game to play and give us a reason to play it for all the right reasons just saying your opportunity go for it you know what i mean everyone else is focused on microtransactions and everything else just saying go go for it give you give people more reasons to to double down on playing your stuff and things yeah i mean you've already they've already got like other games too that they could you know tie in together as well tie it all in I'm just saying, man, I, I'm I'm all about games that thrive because people are only expected to buy that game. Like, Elden Ring's doing this. Right? Like, I saw this. They're working on a DLC. It's part yeah. of the game. I have to
0: tell you this, dude. <sighs> so, yeah. I have not put in a ton of hours. Maybe 25, 30 hours ish into Elden Ring. So this morning, I'm like, I remembered you posted that tweet. I'm like, let me just hop in there for a second. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I just got like totally like destroyed by a (laughs) raven something. Like the first thing that happened is I got an exploding barrel to the face. I'm like, geez, my reaction time is bad. And I'm a morning person. So it wasn't like the tired, that's for sure. But I just like, I did like three or four times and I eventually got to the point where I killed two of them, and then I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm done." But like, there was one part. There was like a bunch of exploding barrels. I'm like, "What's here?" All of a sudden, this dude comes out, (laughs) throws an exploding barrel. The whole fucking corner just explodes, and I'm like, basically dead. I'm like, okay, this. I made some mistakes here. Totally made some mistakes.
1: I feel like you know, Elder Rings on my list, man. Once I once I get back in track with the writing thing, and once that book is like not i'm not gonna say out but like once i get to the it's in the editing and i'm it's going to kickstart all that junk and i'm in that area the next book i write like i'm not putting as much hard work in i'm i'm, I'm basically like spreading it out i'm doing no more than 2k words a day do it over several months as opposed to like two-ish a month and a half actually i'm doing it in like that time frame right i'm gonna do it in the respectable three months not going as hard and I'm having more time before I actually get there again. And I'm going to enjoy a bunch of variety and Elden Ring. I'm doing, I'm beating that fucking game, but I, I'm going <laughs> to need to go a little slow. Cause I feel like I was in a place, you know, where I like tempered myself and I haven't, I haven't been there in a while, but I, I need to, that's, that's one of the games on the list that I need to get through. Even the side stuff. Such as a sidestep in Hogwarts Legacy, such as a sidestep in the God of War game I got, which by the way, God of War, baby. Oh, oh, baby. Good old God of War getting freaking uh, nominated for a bazillion freaking awards as it should be. As it should be. We We need games getting awards that are respecting people again. And their time, and their energy, and their money, and delivering a good game—Elden Ring, God of War games, Hogwarts Legacy—I felt like we were in this like shit sandwich period, as you like to say, shit sandwich, right? I feel like we were being expected to eat a bunch of those, and now they're giving us good old rotisserie chicken, fresh off the motherfucking, you know what I mean? (laughs) What? <laughs> huh?
0: sorry i just i just got a visual like yeah we had an extra corn in the shit sandwich <laughs> yeah. oh my god they debate, thought it was a gem but now it's corn.
1: oh hey do you like my shirt by the way could you read this for everybody can you read it
0: okay let's see hold on i gotta look on the thing where it wasn't so dark Ye- no, I, I can't no all right writers okay here we go there you go block when the imaginary people in your head won't talk to you nice i love it I, I legit love it
1: i felt i felt i haven't gotten to that point by the way and i'm in the monotonous middle area and i'm doing just fine but uh i thought that was very fitting i was like i need a new shirt this one works i was like just that's fun but god of war can't wait for ragnarok god i hope i get it by the end of the year yeah i I'm, I'm, i'm gonna say it's you know don't hold your
0: breath but hopefully it's soon rather than later they i mean obviously it. Mm-hmm. i still actually need to finish it because i kind of stopped for a little while with it just because i got distracted by like other games like hogwarts and others so um mm-hmm. uh, I, I would like to get back into that uh as well but yeah that one is that's so good
1: just everything wait, you I'm liked about that.
0: the first one it just gets better
1: i've got so you, much to it play. gives you
0: more variety too nice well,
1: ooh nice. yeah i think in the first one i've got the uh valkyries to do and like side quest stuff to do um hogwarts i'll have a bunch of that Elden ring i've still got tons to do there um also um i'm trying to think what else what else what else what else might i'm gonna play some of that um there were some other games i just had in the, in the, right there and i just lost it but there are a bunch of games to play i think the last of us i want to play those games because i never did and they recently got ported over oh um final fantasy man i forgot about three and four they had done a uh remake of them and they were on steam i want to play those are old school though but i want to play those and i want to play um breath of the wild two is going to be coming out and i also want to play um the final fantasy um crisis core uh which is called reunion that they relaunched it's on steam so i want to get that and i want to play the inter was it intergrade or something like that yeah that is basically the uh final fantasy VII remake so i'm going to i got those i could play too and i'm like oh my god i'm so excited about the getting on the other end of like getting my first book done. Cause like, I am going to like seriously, when I go live, I'm just going to play all these things and I'm going to have such a good time playing variety and bouncing between these games that I wanted to play. Oh, I can't fucking wait, dude. Like the, my inner child right now is so happy with me for letting him play like God of war and Hogwarts legacy. And after I get done playing these games, I just feel so happy You know what I mean? You know, my inner kid goes, I want to play. And the grown-up me goes, you go play, young one. And it is good. (laughs) This is how I actually feel, dude. I feel like... No,
0: I get it. Trust me, I get it. It's like when you're in the zone you know when you're in the zone is definitely there and and i'm actually really looking forward to it i know i got delayed slightly but i am looking forward to jedi survivor um that's it like the the next uh oh. souls like jedi game is coming out in april i didn't play that so yet I'm, re- I'm ready to play the play the shit out of that that's um, on
1: steam right the first one
0: yeah the first one should be on steam yeah
1: i might need to add that to my list because i didn't have time to play that before either
0: yeah i mean if you have game pass you can get it there too no,
1: i don't have no um, motherfucking game for, pass
0: for for frizzle so for frizzle.
1: yeah <laughs> there's so many games i'm like so excited man because i get to play variety i was like i was sitting on the ashes category for ages like years talk about that i'm like man fuck that i'm playing games there's games i want to play man mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to it i'm excited about it can i talk about the jk rowling controversy stuff real quick and just get this out the way sure sure i'm not gonna get political i am pro jk rowling on her stances i agree with them i'm just gonna say that and there's a reason why because i go beyond the surface level and they have this there's number one i looked at her whole blog on her actual website and i'm like going and look at the stuff people are trying to hang her out people are just making up shit about stuff she's actually saying you know that like just Injecting meaning into things and, and saying this is she's not. And I, and the, the podcast called The Witch Trials of J.K. Rowling has got three episodes now. If you haven't checked it out, this it's a good listen and I'm promoting it. I think it's important to take a look at it, to look at because they go in and they they're talking about like where people stand and why they stood that way and what they're saying and both sides of the spectrum. They've even got her on there. The lady that is uh, putting this together, went, met her in, in her home, recorded an interview, has split it up, spread it out over different parts of the podcast and. Um, and they're looking at some of the important things that I think uh, are a big deal to be looking at, like social media influence on this bigger arching narrative that's been sort of like presented, right? And they got into that in the episode three, and I was like, thank – they talked about it. Thank you. This is what I think is the bigger piece that people should be looking about at, at when they like make decisions around this. And it's basically – the level of impact and influence that social media has on what people are thinking. Right. And I've been like, I'm low key, really not that big on social media. When the thing happened where Elon Musk bought Twitter, I was kind of like, I don't know that I'm going to use this that much anymore. And I really haven't. Like if I had my way, I actually wouldn't have any of the social media accounts, but I'm a content creator can be kind of helpful for your audience. And I got a book I'm, and a whole world I'm building kind of need to be able to promote it. It's a necessary evil for me, mm-hmm. but I don't care to engage on it much. I don't even use my Facebook. Ask Althea, She knows I'm on there. She's on there. When's the last time I posted? I don't do shit on there. Right. I literally got a collection of people, my family, my real life army buddies from back in the day, like old colleagues from when I used to be a psychotherapist. They're all on there but I don't even use it. I don't even talk to people. I like see a birthday. Sometimes I'm like, happy birthday or that's about it. Really? I mean, it's post ashes stuff. Sometimes that's, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I see the problem of social media and I don't want it. I have better places that use my time. The biggest problem is that with social media, and this is where I'm going to leave it is and this is something I have professional experience on. It, it feeds too much into people's feel good centers of their brain. This like retweeting and liking and, and and following the breadcrumb trail of that, and then you get like social and political things that get tied into that. And then people have this like sort of sense of like, well, how I feel about me because people are liking it or what I'm sharing or what I'm like agreeing with or and all that stuff from a psychological perspective is like very dangerous
0: is what it's called mob mentality
1: yeah yeah i mean that's a, one way you can definitely but so i see all this stuff and i'm just like oh my gosh we need to not be doing so much of this like this is scary shit that's happening but so watch listen to the podcast if you're curious if you're interested if anything i said resonates with you or you just feel like exploring it at all they definitely are hitting on some important things there. And in regard to Harry Potter stuff and the J.K. Rowling stuff and all of that, I think it's definitely important food for thought. Um, and it's not, you know, just about her. It's actually kind of about the bigger narrative around things like Hogwarts Legacy, Harry Potter books, like, you know, what's going on on social media, because people getting canceled like this is kind of a thing these days. If you care about your uh, your product, your service, or whatever you might want to want to check this out. Just be advised. Um, okay, now that now that I got all that out the way, um, <laughs> got a little bit more time in here. The quinfall Fall, we haven't talked about it in any depth here, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to pair this one up with another game. That I checked out, which is interesting. So the Quinn fall sort of had a lot of elements that ashes of creation had, but there there's, it's, it's another game that's going, enjoy the trailer. It's kind of just a trailer, but we're starting working on the game, but they're not asking for funding. Mm-hmm. They're not asking for people to back it. You can sign up to test it. It is going to be in uh, Unity. Unreal? Yeah, it's okay. Unity. Yeah, not Unreal. It's Unity has a very specific look about it, if you notice. Um, mm. But so does Unreal, to be fair. No matter what you're doing, there's definitely... you. I feel like... And I'm not saying this is the case, but you definitely can see that there's more of like a grit, uh, darker fantasy kind of like... I feel like Unity... Inherently, is just kind of like almost not going to see better for that, but I definitely could see more games sort of having that aesthetic to it and games that are maybe a little more high fantasy um, or maybe even realism or unreal. But unreal five is also, hey, you like those Star Trek shows? Guess what? They're using it. Uh, hey, you like those Star Trek movies? Hey, guess what? They're using it. Right hey you like those movies you watched? music videos they're using it so it's not just for games anymore um but have you checked out the quinfall trailer do you have any thoughts about i have
0: it? i mean i i think it looks pretty right at the end of the day i mean i'm interested to see what they're like you know the i don't have like a lot of detail on how the gameplay is like supposed to go but it definitely looks good. So it's, you know, it's worth spending a little time like checking out. I think the other one that you just linked here, I'm, I'm actually really interested in as well. Um, which is Pax yeah. state.
1: Yeah. I linked in um, chat too.
0: I mean, that looks good as well. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. if, um, you know, I, I think it definitely also, yeah. the aesthetic is good, you know, just again, like, chatting chatting with uh with a good friend and yeah honestly um it's made by some of the developers that did eve online
1: or is planning saw to do. that
0: yeah so um that being the case i mean i'm expecting it there's likely gonna be um you know some some parallels to how that gameplay went uh, because of that and that's kind of was I was asking a little bit about what mm-hmm. the BvP might be like and um, yeah, we talked about it and yeah, I mean, I'm so I'd be interested to see how that will work. Um, yeah. in comparison to something like Ashes, where there is like a risk versus reward PvP, right. mm-hmm. um, versus it being like this kind of open season, which is more, I guess, my perception of Eve. I haven't really, like in a lot of detail, played Eve online, but I, my perception is it's going to be a lot more, um, you know,
1: yeah. anything
0: goes kind of. Yeah, because kind of set up,
1: yeah, because I mean, with um, Pax Day here, it's it's no NPC, so it's
0: yeah, you're the NPCs, you yeah, can't yeah. basically, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's basically think full sandbox role play, but like with everything, pretty much. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting yeah. to see how that game comes along, but uh, I know that it was like. It almost has like an Arthurian dream, is what they kind of said in that article. And as yeah. I was like watching the video for it, I was like, it looks really good. Like it it looks really good in that. And it definitely had an Arthurian feel. And do you know what my, <laughs> you know what my thoughts were when I saw that? What's that? Camelot Unchained. Eat your fucking heart out, dude. <laughs> nice this game's gonna come out before your your game and people are gonna feel like i want to play dark Age of camelot i'm just gonna go make it happen myself player agency baby yeah that
0: that one that one seemed very interesting again right They're 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 definitely amping up like i mean i know ashes of creation is going for like that kind of player agency piece mm-hmm. but you know pax Day e was like wow next level like you're literally there's no npcs except for monsters yeah. you're building your own towns and stuff i mean mm-hmm. yeah they i think the only thing that I, i'm i don't say i'm concerned about but one thing that they definitely need to make right get right is like the the building mechanics because oh I mean, yeah yeah if if say like they went with something like valheim i just I i will not be building anything i oh couldn't Christ. do a roof right in Valhive, right so that I was rough like, oh. i remember yeah, that, that was rough that was rough
1: i still haven't played but, it since the update though i just something about the visual style just was tough for me i don't know what it is
0: yeah i have honestly haven't played it since the update either i just don't really yeah. um i don't know that we have like really anyone that's super interested in playing yeah and i think it, it's a huge time investment because i remember when that Now, I didn't play it when it came out. I played it, like, you know, quite a while later. And I lost days in that game, like, building my own stuff and looking at build videos and creating those buildings in my, like, in my server. And and then, like, you know, playing with, like, folks in this community was, like, a ton of fun to do. Oh, yeah. And I actually remember when they came out with, I can't remember what update they came out with, and you had, like, neon, like, you know, blue like torches and stuff and i made did i i put pretty sure i made the den of sim i made the den of sim it was like a nightclub <laughs> Dude.
1: this is no actual affiliation to me this is what this is this is exactly like when when i tell people it's a false narrative painted against me this is what happens and then people take it at face value and it's unfortunate because people choose to believe.
0: Well, full disclosure, it wasn't really a Denim Sim because there was no casting couch, so <laughs> you know. it was more like a dennis Sim light.
1: Fucking bullshit. <laughs> well played, though. It's good. It's a, it's a damn lie. I'm telling you, lies and slander. I tell you. Um, let's see here, man. What do we have on our agenda to continue talking about? We talked about Hogwarts Legacy. We talked about, um, uh, you know ridiculous bullshit but can we talk about this for just a moment here can we just talk about this oh my god warner brothers dropped the news they're working on new movies in the domain of the rings nope not a power but it'll be in competition with it it's actually in the third age it'll be not remakes of the hobbit or the lord of the rings in fact it would be other stuff in that same era so you could literally tell a lot of different stories there's a lot of actual story that you could actually tell after lord of the rings too with gimli aragorn legolas um uh Merry and pippin that's great we've got clips to use um fantastic alfina way to go um we've had uh <laughs> There's stuff that actually kind of goes on that you don't talk about before, Frodo. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that we could cover. In fact, I mean, they hinted at doing an Aragorn movie. Mm-hmm. Could you do one? Would it make sense? You could. In fact, him and his his future elf wife story.
0: Yeah. That's a,
1: man. Things aren't bad necessarily after but it it's kind of sad for how their story ends but it's kind of expected to and kind of sad more importantly I I feel like you could have a movie about him and a movie about her and a movie about them together so you, you could have a trilogy based around that you know because it's kind of like If you don't know this, there's like the period of time where he's king. Then they have a child. The child ends up becoming the king later. And he ends up leaving before he dies. And then after he's dead, she does stuff. And then she dies. Interesting how she passes, too. I'm like, wow. And it hits you in the feels. But it makes you wonder, and it's funny because even the, you know, Amazon dweedles over there at at the cringe of power, they they literally are like, we're not worried about the competition with us. I'm like, you yeah, should be, because your stories are god-awful. You're using the names and places, but that's it. It isn't actually even the appendices stuff. Just saying. Dick Dickwads. dare (laughs) you. Never, never going to get tired of saying Simon Tolkien, you suck. Yeah, that's right. Moment of silence for Christopher and Jared Tolkien, who we can thank for fantastic works. Lots of them. Baron and Luthien. That would be fantastic. Tolkien, Freaking Tolkien uh, estate, you, you should green light that. That'd be fantastic. Ooh, I have a topic for you guys. What's the best Star Wars movie? Ooh, that's tough, dude. Dude, Empire Strikes <sighs> Back. Come on. Ooh.
0: I mean, not to say that I don't, I'm not a fan of the, like, Return of the Jedi. Don't get me wrong, but Empire Strikes Back, man. Come on. Mm. I mean, they're all good. It's like, I don't know. It's God. like me picking my 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 favorite cheesecake.
1: That's kind of where cheesecake. I'm at.
0: Yeah. But I do. I mean, I have to say like my most fond memories are Empire Strikes Back.
1: You know what? Rogue One. OK, I got to say something. OK, I got to say something about that.
0: Well, I thought you were talking about the original trilogy.
1: He, there's a lot of Star Wars movies. If I was going to say best non... Uh, episodic Star Wars movie, I would actually say Rogue One. I loved Rogue One, and it legit was what kicked off Andor. But Solo didn't do it for you?
0: <laughs> I actually was, like, okay with that. I mean, it was it was okay, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it wasn't the greatest showing, but yeah, it yeah. was okay. But I would agree with you. Rogue One was good. Yeah. I actually, um, I actually did enjoy, like the whole dynamic with like Ray and Poe Dameron. I mean, I did really like those movies as well. Um, More so than what they did with like the Anakin stuff.
1: Um, Um, (sighs) In terms of writing, do I feel like theirs was better? I would definitely say I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Like, Story to showcase. I like the first three, first three. Yeah, in terms I mean, of... I
0: definitely like the story to showcase that. Yeah, I totally agree. But unfortunately,
1: yeah, in my opinion,
0: they butchered it. Yeah, they butchered they did. It. So I it's agree. like, you know, the only bright spot in there was Natalie Portman. That's it. Everything <laughs> else, and well, Obi Wan, Obi Wan was good too. Um, but I, I just, I just did not feel like I wanted the story to be good, but I just couldn't i couldn't choke it down
1: although i will say the fight in the original in the in the first three between ben and anakin like damn yeah i felt that that, that, though
0: they did did that yeah they did that well
1: that was well done because whenever he's laying there burning and ben's like you know you were my brother and all that i'm like oh my god that hit that actually yeah. hit me i was like oh yeah yeah I mean, I
0: mean it wasn't all bad right yeah. it wasn't all bad but i definitely feel like they had a lot of missed
1: opportunities like that was definitely a <laughs> <laughs> like you know young anakin like there were moments i was like i don't know just could have done <laughs> a better job with this like Yeah, you you literally want,
0: like, Obi-Wan just to be like, what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, but the thing is, like, do I still watch them? Yes. It's like the next, it's like Picard. This is a great example, okay? When you watch Picard season one and two, like, they're not, it's kind of like the Han Solo movie, too. Like, like I'm still watching it. Like, it's Star Wars. I'm going to watch it
0: yeah you still want to know what was going to happen in the story yeah. but
1: yeah right like i still go and watch the first three because like it's still it's still kind of good to watch the story like even the bounty hunter stuff and that was like good i was like I, I i dug like the like Obi going after the that whole thing you know that was actually pretty good i was like that actually kind of had me a little bit on the edge of my seat because you're like shit like is he gonna is he gonna be able to get this and flip this. And, you know, you, you feel that sense of pressure of like, you know, the freaking uh chancellor is like doing his thing. Like, are we going to get there? Nope. He pulled the rug out. He gotcha. He gotcha. Oh, murdering children. Oh shit's in the fan. It's bad. Oh no. Bounty hunters causing problems. Guess who's wearing the helmet next. And that stuff was like pretty good, but like there was a lot of bad writing in that. That was like, not so great. But I'll mm-hmm. still watch it because, like, it's still good to watch sometimes. Um, unfortunately, Rings of Power is never going to get that from me. Um, yeah, that's I, I, true. I suffer through that just to make fun of it for content. That's pretty much what that is for. And to say, P.S. Simon Tolkien, you suck a bag of them, basically. <laughs> Um, I sucked it up on the Rings of Power specifically because uh, I said I would drag Amazon through the dirt if they did this. P.S. They're going to be selling my books, but there's always every dark side. There's a light sign. Yin and yang, baby. Am I right, <laughs> right here? There's pros and there's cons. And then this is kind of like a bobblehead when I'm doing right now, isn't it? Okay. Hmm. Two last things to talk about. Baldur's Gate got a summer release date, August. Oh. oh, I cannot wait. That's on a list of things to play this summer, too, and I'm stoked. Community days. Oh, yeah, baby. V Rising this summer. May, yeah. We got community day stuff. Mm hmm. Baldur's Gate. Motherfucking V Rising. Yay. It's a good time to play games. And to watch stuff and things, for the most part. But can I share one final thing? Absolutely. What I wouldn't give for a good Michael Keaton Batman, but in the meantime, there's apparently... (laughs) Have you seen this? I have, I have, yeah. This is, like, really high-level craftsmanship stuff, man. Like... You can change out the hands, the positions, the face, like all kinds of stuff and just literally have the the 80 was 89, 87, 89, somewhere. In, I think it was 89, mm-hmm. 1989. Yeah, Batman I'm pretty sure
0: it was 20. 89.
1: Yeah. Michael Keaton, still my Batman. I got to tell you as much as Ed, I'm going to watch the Flash movie coming out, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Ezra Miller. Guy's got fucking problems, okay. Mm. But I don't mind him as the Flash. He's fun. He's he's kind of fun and goofy, and I, I like the fun and goofy Flash stuff. Mm. But the Flash movie, I didn't know if it was ever gonna get made because his that he that kid was making some fucking bad choices, cringy choices. But Michael Keaton oh i love him as batman i grew up on this shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: i was always sad we didn't get a three after batman returns instead you went into don't get me wrong i watch batman forever batman robin i still watch this shit out of it i love batman you know you look back at it now even dude i even understood it i think it's batman forever it yeah, is yeah that's val kilmer yes and you had uh yeah and all that
0: jim carrey yeah yeah riddler
1: I understand, and it's not released, but I understand that there's a much darker version of that movie in Hollywood that you can get your hands on, but it's not out there. And I understood there's a director's cut version of that that is a very different movie. And it kills me. I'm not rich and famous just so I can get my hands on it. Because I want to know. Because the, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. oh, It's four hours long. But it's good. It's a whole different movie, man. Whole different movie. And it's beautiful. And can we have a moment of silence real quick for Henry Cavill and Superman? Because we're not going to get a Man of Steel 2. And that feels bad. I I didn't yeah. need a lot of movies with Henry Cavill. I didn't end as far as Superman, but I loved his man of steel Superman. And I was really hoping to get another Superman uh, man of steel movie with him before he was done. And we're not going to get it. Uh, it, it is a little sad. I am a little sad about that.
0: Yeah. Agreed.
1: I think the Snyder has come to an end too. And he did a, I liked what he did with it. I really did. And I'm, I'm a little, oh, I should have told you we didn't talk about this before. It is believed that James Gunn, who is re-rolling the DC franchise, which is why we're not getting any Man of Steel 2, and uh, he's, he's going to do, I think, The Bold and the Brave is the new Batman movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. And there's a new Superman movie. I could be wrong. Maybe The Bold and the Brave is new Superman. I'm pretty sure it's Batman. Yeah,
0: they're, they're basically focusing on a younger Superman.
1: And a different Batman. And the Superman, the DC stuff they're doing, and potentially a new Harry Potter movie.
0: Yeah, they're doing a Harry Potter reboot is what they called it. Reboot. So-
1: and... A- The word on the street, don't, don't kill me for saying this. The word on the street is that Warner Brothers, they've been having money issues. Warner Brothers is looking to potentially sell those IPs and Amazon, the one that's on the table. Oh, oh, that, that hurts me. So it almost sounds like they're relaunching these, these, has a different version product that Amazon could pick up and take the helm with or another, another big money bag daddy that wants to make them. Yeah. Feels bad. I, I also heard there's a rumor that the cursed child could get could cause that's like, that's like not, It's not technically J.K. Rowling. It's someone else, I think, kind of wrote that. And it's been a screenplay that they've been performing on Broadway. And people have been wanting a movie version of that for a long time. And it's supposed to be like Harry Potter and Hermione and all that when they're like adults. And there's like this like rumor mill that keeps always teeter-tottering back and forth on, are we going to get them in The Cursed Child? And I kind of wonder, is this like what they're going to do is like, is it going to be a reboot thing where this is sort of like a fan fiction thing and you get a movie that's like that. And then another studio sort of takes that and then makes a whole bunch of movies out of it with this. Like, this is what could happen, but JK Rowling's not writing it. And it's literally just going to be someone else. Basically like with, with basically what happened with the newest three Star Wars movies, right? Mm -hmm. Like that. Hopefully not just like that, but you get you get the picture frame of reference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't know who's going to play Superman. We don't know who's going to play any of that. And Amazon's also got their hands. Let's not forget that. Amazon's got their hands on God of War as well. So I don't know, man, they have not done a good job with fantasy and Carnival Row is a good example of fantasy that they've also done badly. just want to put that out there.
0: Oh, I was going to watch that, so is that the work not worth watching? I don't
1: know, man. I, I I fell asleep, bro, on the first season. I, I tried. Okay, I
0: scratched that off of the list. I don't know,
1: man. Maybe you like it. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm just saying I fell asleep, homie. I couldn't do it. I tried.
0: I mean, I guess, truth be told, Amazon does have some good stuff. I mean, I'd, I'd love me some Jack Ryan. Jack Reacher was good. I'm
1: I couldn't. I couldn't. I got bored of the first season. That's what I'm saying. This could be one that's like maybe it's not my cup of tea. So I don't want to say yeah, don't. Maybe. That's why I can't say don't watch it. Because maybe it was me. Season two's out now for Carnival Row. I, I think, think it's that's stopping the end.
0: at season two. Yeah,
1: that's, that's it. I guess they. I, I heard that the, maybe I need to give this a chance again. I don't know, man. Maybe it was a maybe it was a Sim was tired day. I don't know i might try it again there's season two i could check it out but i I keep hearing season two they squished too much and too quickly maybe interesting to me and the lore fairly unique i mean you know what i will give it a shot because you all because of everybody here because i got some people saying season two maybe it was me i did fall asleep i don't know why i don't know why i did i just know i fell asleep and i thought well if that happened maybe i won't finish it i don't know that i even finish it all Mm -hmm. but game of thrones was like that in the beginning too and i sucked it up and drove yeah
0: yeah i mean it took me a while to get through season one but after that i was i loved it so
1: okay i see it i see i see this in chat Maybe now you'll like it since you get better sleep. I get better sleep because I write. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nice. Maybe now I'm, I'll be too tired to give a shit. I don't know. I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> That's hilarious. In my dude. delirious state, maybe it'll be hilarious. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll give it a shot, homies. I'm not promising anything, but we got at least uh, three weeks till maybe we'll try to do the 23rd. Mm-hmm and by then but in the meantime we'll do the ashes pathfinder podcast sister show to this show coming up specifically for ashes of creation the mmorpg in development on this coming sunday check it out if you want to hear our rants on it um but yeah oh they are redoing the dresden files right oh really i forgot about that and I actually was kind of bummed they killed that show. I was enjoying it. Yeah, I
0: yeah, I loved I loved that show.
1: Sci fi channel though, right? They kind of act yeah. stuff quick though too back in the day. Yeah, I they, that. they
0: most definitely do. The actor that they had in there, and I can't remember off the top of my head, I know he was in um he was in Arrow too. Really, really good oh, actor.
1: Really? Oh, really? I he did. Yeah, he
0: played um hmm. he played uh what's her name? Uh the siren
1: oh my gosh i don't remember
0: yeah dinah i I want one not dinah sorry i'll I'll find it really quick okay it was it was good
1: okay cool so homies uh you know into the end of the story here is that there's there's thankfully stuff to watch that doesn't make you sick nowadays there's stuff to play that doesn't make you sick nowadays thankfully because for a while there i'm not gonna lie I was starting to feel a little hopeless about games and shows and movies. Movies I'm still on the fence about. They're kind of hit or miss still anyway because Hollywood's got the formula that they stick with. But we'll be back with another episode for sure. Did you find it, Tadalus?
0: I did, yeah. Paul Blackthorne is the actor and he played Quentin Lance, so Laurel Lance's dad.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy. I totally I totally placed him when I saw that. I thought you meant someone yeah. else. No, totally agree. Yes, I was like, "Where do I know you from?" Because that guy was—he's yeah. not forgettable when you've seen him in the Dresden Files. No, and then when I saw great. him in there, I,
0: love, I literally love the yeah. Dresden Files. I might actually go watch that. I might gotta put that on my list of watch again too. Where,
1: where can you watch that now? That's what I'm curious about.
0: I, I don't know. I have to look now. See if now I can find it. can to be a, um, my Google foo is weak at this point. I mean, Google yeah. Google foo
1: week we gotta find that man because like that that's the show i'd like to go back and check out because i was enjoying it back in the day but they didn't get to finish it i can't remember if it was like because was that like into the 90s or is it like early 2000s
0: um let me look i mean i'm pretty sure Uh, it was it was i want to say 90s but i'm i'll find i'll find out
1: yeah because i'm dresden files television series Oh my god! Original release was it 2007? Is that right? 2007, yeah. Okay, yeah. This is the end of when ah, right? Yeah, because the end of uh the end of the kind of fun days of sci-fi stuff. Because I don't know what the hell the Sci-Fi Channel does anymore if it's even around. But they had some interesting stuff. I remember back in the 90s. You remember? Did you ever anybody else ever watch? Remember the sci-fi happens. Like commercial clips that they would post; those were really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. mean, I don't remember yeah. them. Yeah, you should see. You could maybe YouTube will have them. Like Sci-Fi Channel, Sci-Fi happens. They'd have these little clips. It would be like people getting superpowers, UFOs flying, and it was totally fake. But it was like Sci-Fi happens, and it was like I don't know. They had a good thing going back then, but yeah on fixture outer limits was good outer limits was always good see there were good things man we need more stuff like that right we need more good stories that you choose to adapt and make shows and movies on right please Mm -hmm. because the golden era man was like the early 2000s hollywood was willing to take risks take risks again hollywood Mm -hmm. stop with the regurgitation of the same things 10 bazillion times in my own lifetime bazillion's a real word Google that shit. Okay. That being said, everybody, we're going to wind this one down. Thanks for being here. We've got potentially one coming up on the 23rd. We'll let you know for sure. Stay around the Discord if you want to you know, catch it when we do or do not. We'll let you know in the future. But listen in the meantime, why don't you shout out your domain where people can find you when you're not on this podcast?
0: Sure. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashton Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald.
1: Yes. And... We might be at the end of today's show, but as always, we're looking for more to join the party rants aplenty. Until next time, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you real soon. Bye for now. Take care, everybody.